Restaurant owners are told all the time that you need to work more on your business and less in your business. But how do you do that when you're so busy running the restaurant? Want to know a secret? Restaurant success isn't rocket science, it's people science. Donald Burns, the restaurant coach, has helped over 2,300 independent restaurants over the past 13 years make more money while working less in their business. His signature 3P framework and coaching systems are designed to get you results that work with your schedule. The action plan is easy to follow, and you get one-on-one -on -one support from the restaurant coach personally. If you ever felt deep down that your restaurant could be better, make more, and still give you your life back, then it's time to talk about restaurant coaching. Warning, restaurant coaching is not right for every restaurant. Side effects of restaurant coaching include increased profits, better staff, happier guests, stronger brand identity, reduced stress, improved relationships, and quality sleep. Talk to the restaurant coach to see if coaching is right for you. Loading in three, two, one. Welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It's the cure for the common restaurant, expert interviews, tools, and tips to get you the restaurant you know it can be. Now, here is your host, Donald Burns, the Restaurant Coach. And welcome to the Restaurant Coach Podcast. It is the cure for the common restaurant. So let's have a talk about trends and innovation. The number one advantage you have as an independent restaurant is the ability to change and adapt to the market quickly. The sad thing is that most let fear take over and they wait until they see others do it before they jump on board. By then, your competitive advantage is long gone. You have to take risks to get the rewards. I hope maybe you, uh, maybe you saw that movie Air. It was about the team behind the Air Jordan shoe. This team made a huge, I mean, a big leap of faith and went all in on something that could have easily blown up in their face. They took a chance and bet it all and they won big. Now, are you the one who's willing to take a leap? Are you the one that sets trends, or do you follow them? In the game of restaurants, I'm telling you, it's not survival of the fittest, but survival of the quickest. So let's get started. Let's talk. Let's innovate. Let's change. And most importantly, let's be leaders of the game. Now, I want to invite you to take a seat and listen in on a presentation I did recently in Madrid at the famous Hospitality Innovation Plant. My session was all about trends and innovation, so take notes and see if there's any gold nuggets that might just work for you and your restaurant. All right, let's start this thing off. Raise your hand if you want more from your restaurant. Raise your hand if you want more from your restaurant. Anybody want more from the restaurant? Oh, I got some people back there. They want more from their restaurant. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Got to find out where the thing is at. Who thinks their restaurant could be better? Raise their hand. Keep your hand really high if you think your restaurant could be better. Because I want to ask you this question. If you raise your hand, why isn't your restaurant better? If you know it could be better and you want it to be better, why isn't it better? We're going to talk about those things today. I'm going to give you a bunch of tools to take with you that you can actually start getting those questions answered that I know my restaurant can be better and I want it to be better, but I don't know how to get there. How many times have you heard a consultant tell you you should work more on your business, less in your business? They say it all the time, but they don't tell you how to do it. I'm gonna show you how to do it today. If we've never met before, my name is Donald Burns. I am known as the restaurant coach. I am a former, <laughs> I say, I always say I'm a recovering restaurant owner, a consultant, 
I've been a chef with uh, an American chef game, Wolfgang Puck. I was a chef for Wolf for five years. I'm a restaurant investor and a former Air Force pararescue. Oh, I got to do the pose. Everyone always says do the pose. I also have a few books out. My first book was called Your Restaurant Sucks. My second book is called Your Restaurant Still Sucks. And my third book is called Your Restaurant Culture Sucks. Today, I want to talk about when I first opened my first restaurant. When I opened my first restaurant, I had been in the restaurant business for a while. My father was a chef. I apprenticed with him. I had been in the business for like 15 years. I was 30 when I opened my first restaurant. Like a lot of young people who opened their restaurant, their first restaurant especially, I was very, very confident that I knew what I was doing and I thought it was going to be a huge success. I thought as soon as I opened the doors, people were going to flood the place. I was going to have to have an armored car out back to track all the money and take out the back door. It did not happen like that. I was really, really disappointed that the business didn't take off as fast as I thought it would. So what happens? You start having doubts. You start having fear. And then, I hate to say, that's when the nightmare started. I started waking up in the middle of the night having nightmares about my restaurant, having nightmares about payroll, having nightmares about the bills, having nightmares about staff. And I didn't want to admit it, but I was a little bit over my head. And I did not want to be honest with myself. And that's the first step to getting the restaurant you really want, is you got to be honest with yourself, is that you are the one that's holding you back. Once you admit that you're the one holding your restaurant back, you can break free and start getting better. I was very fortunate. I was about six months into my restaurant, and there was a gentleman who came to my restaurant a lot, a very, very successful businessman. And he sat down one night to have the talk with me. And you've probably heard, you know, hey, I want to have a talk with you. I was like, okay. He says, don't take this the wrong way, Donald. And I said, all right, Peter. He said, listen, you're a very, very talented chef. I love your restaurant. This team's really amazing. When I come here, I always feel like I'm getting amazing service. The food's always out of the park because I really, really fear that you're not going to be open in six months. And I said, like a lot of restaurant owners, I was in denial. I said, oh, no, 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 we're just a little under the radar. Peter said to me, the last thing you want to be is a little under the radar in the restaurant business. And Peter said one thing. He said, listen, I'm going to share something with you that I share with very few people. And if you understand this concept, it will change your life. He took out a napkin. And he took out this little napkin on the cocktail table and he took a pen out of his pocket and he wrote on there three words. He wrote, people, product, process. I did not know that that little napkin, and I still have the napkin actually to stay, it's in, a, it's in a little box in my office. I still have that napkin because this little framework called the 3P framework, people, product, process, changed the course of my life and also changed the trajectory of my restaurant. It got me from being stuck working in my restaurant to where I could start working on my restaurant. And I'm gonna to share today, I'm gonna to show you exactly what the 3P framework looks like. This is, I've spent the last 13 years modifying this, refining it, and I teach this to all my clients. The 3P framework works if you follow the framework. It's always people, product, process. I will tell my clients this. I will give you the 3P framework. I will tell you the exact order you have to put everything in. 
they will try to mix around the combination and it never works. Because everything starts, everyone always thinks it starts with product. It's like I gotta know my menu. Because I have a bit of a menu because I'm a restaurant. Well, you know what, then I need some processes, I need some checklist. Oh, then I probably need to hire some people, better people. No, it's always people, product, process. And anything that you're stuck in your restaurant, I will tell you right now, this 3P framework is the key to unlocking success. If your marketing sucks, excuse my language, <laughs> if your marketing sucks, it's not really you need more marketing. You want to fix your menu first. You want to have a highly profitable menu. And to have a highly profitable menu, you got to know your food cost. Same thing, when people say, I can't hire good people. There's no good people out there. How many people are having problems hiring people? A lot of people are having problems hiring people. A lot of times I will say, when they say, oh, I just can't find anybody, I'll say, is it really there's no one out there or is it that really no one wants to work for you? Ooh, that hurts them. That's kind of like a kick. But you gotta face reality. In my very first book, Your Restaurant Sucks, the very first quote in the book is, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. It's so true. There's things we know that we're not doing that we know we, sh we should do. And I say, restaurant owners are famous for shoulding. I should cost out my menu. I should market more. I should look at some new tech stacks. I should look at some new stuff. I should, I should, I should, I should. Basically, you should all over yourself. You gotta stop shooting on yourself. You gotta turn that should into a must. So today, we're gonna take this 3P framework and I'm gonna put it into the lens of some stuff out there that's coming in 2023. Some of it's new. Some of my friends, like Michael Wolf, is gonna talk about some of these things in a later talk today. But these are some really cool ideas. If you take that knowledge and apply it, you're gonna get a better restaurant. So new trends coming. We're going to use the 3P framework for this. The first one, of course, is people. You want to focus on your guests and team. Now, I put guests and team, but I want you to start thinking about this. Most restaurant owners focused on the guest experience. We're always concerned about the guest experience. Was the guest happy? How long did they wait? Well, how was the food? What was this and this? I want you to start thinking in 2023, I want you to focus more on the team experience. Because here's my motto. If I take tier, if I actually, if I make a better team experience, they will create an amazing guest experience. But so many times we have the combination backwards, just like that 3P framework. So let's focus on things that we can do to actually bring people into the place. The first one we're gonna talk about is text message marketing, SMS marketing. I will tell you right now, <clears throat> 10 years ago, no one <laughs> did text message marketing. No one did influencer marketing. There's a great company, uh, so Solo Foodies. These guys are awesome. I mean, if you wanna like drive traffic to your place with using modern technology, talk to these guys. These guys will get influencers to come to your restaurant all it's going to cost you is a meal, and they will have people come to your restaurant, and they'll use SMS marketing too. A lot of restaurants are using SMS marketing. Here's the stats about SMS marketing you want to understand. 80%, 80% of consumers prefer to communicate with you via text. And the beautiful thing about a text message, how many people usually read their text message right away? 90% do. 
soon as I get a text message, and I say, you know, on my Apple Watch, all of a sudden I'll get a message on my phone or my watch right away. You've got to understand. And then there's certain technology you can use, things like chat, GPT, GPT-3, which is new AI technology. You can integrate this stuff to your SMS to be automated, where it actually will respond using artificial intelligence based on the words they say and what they ask. It's gonna be really, really crazy in the next couple of years. It's gonna be crazy. But SMS marketing is really where it's at. <clears throat> now this works in the United States. I don't know if it'll work over here. But in the US, the business model and the work days are shifting. After COVID happened and all the restaurants shut down, of course, a lot of people left the restaurant industry. Why? because the restaurant industry has a horrible, horrible reputation for being a bad place to work. We have to do a better job of treating people like human beings if we want to bring people back into the restaurant industry. So one of the things in the United States they're looking at is called shorter work weeks. They took the, and it wasn't a brand new idea, they actually just took the model of like um, hospital workers, firefighters, paramedics, and they started doing like these new job models which is really actually working well for a lot of restaurant brands. Two of them that are really f familiar is there's a restaurant called Dig. Dig is doing a four day work week. That's really working well. And then of course, you know, like anytime somebody comes up with something and says, oh, you got four, I can beat that and I can do three. Everybody heard of Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A is a pretty famous brand in the United States. There's a franchisee in Florida who went to a three day work week. They work three days on, three days off. They work in what's called a pod. So the beautiful thing about this is that when you work in your pod, you work with the same people all three days. So you get used to how they work. You get used to their tempo. You get used to their rhythm. You kind of get this kind of gel with them and you kind of get this kind of rhythm going. It's really great. So they work three days on, three days off, three days on, three days off. It's kind of a weird schedule, but it really works for these people. And he saw his, he saw his turnover drop down to like 5%. And he saw people applying like crazy because they thought this was so cool. You gotta start thinking outside the box about how we're gonna start treating people a little bit better. In the product part, we're gonna really focus on menu and marketing. That's in the 3P framework. The product part is all about menu and marketing. The biggest thing in the menus is pre-fee menus are not just for fine dining. Three-course menu, fixed-price menus have really made a comeback, especially in the United States. This was based off, there's a popular promotion that goes on in the United States. It's called Restaurant Week. Restaurant Week is a, restaurants will come together and they'll do a special three-course menu for a low price to drive traffic. <clears throat> well, a lot of people said, why do we have to wait for Restaurant Week? Why don't we just run a, a, you know, a fixed-price menu during the weekdays when it's slow to drive traffic? So a lot of people are doing this fixed price menus. I like to call them different things depending on your market. If you're a little more upscale, you can call it a pre-fee menu, you can call it a fixed price menu. A lot of my clients, they call them a locals menu and they run their locals menus on like Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays to drive traffic on those slower nights. It's usually a lower price menu, like 25 to $35, but then you make the money up on wine flights and beer flights. And every time they do a wine or beer flight, they offer always two flights. They either do a vertical tasting, like the same type of you know, wine, or they do a progressive tasting. So they always offer two types of flights with every meal. Vegan tasting menus are big now in the United States too. 
And then there's this one restaurant on Sunday night. This is really getting popular. They call it Sunday Supper. Sunday Supper Club is a family-style dinner. They serve it family-style. It's almost like all you can eat. And now these guys do it with fried chicken. I don't know how much fried chicken I could eat. I don't know, maybe four pieces. That's about it. But they do a fried chicken supper club, and the place is packed every Sunday night. So you want to start thinking of creative, really, really innovative. What can I do to drive traffic on those slower nights, not the busy nights, because that's the last thing you want to do. Another thing making a big comeback in the United States is non-alcoholic spirits. Mocktails, non-alcoholic. What do we just have? Dry January, right? Which flowed over to now people are doing dry February. I just hope it doesn't travel on to March. You can't, you can't do dry March. Come on, we got St. Patrick's Day. You can't do dry March. But non-alcoholic spirits are huge business. And you're missing out if you don't offer some of these things. And the beautiful thing is some of these brands are really, really good flavors. You wouldn't even know. I mean, they have some really, really cool brands out there. Like this Leary is a really, really great brand. They make this, I mean, they make the, <clears throat> they make the, uh, the triple sec, the orange sec. They also make like a Blanco, which is almost like a Blanco tequila. It's amazing. It tastes just like, just like a margarita, especially when you put your sour mix in there. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And then for marketing, short videos are in. They say the average person has an attention span of a goldfish, which is about nine seconds. <laughs> short videos are the new frontier. And the beautiful thing about YouTube shorts is that they're the same size, the long format of like TikTok, also reels. It is the only kind of frontier where you can still get organic reach. YouTube is investing a lot of money into shorts. So when they invest something into the shorts, they put the algorithm behind it. When they put the algorithm behind it, it's really easy for you to get 10, 20, 30,000 views of your stuff. And then when you get some views, you can put in some ad money to retarget those to get people to actually come in the door. TikTok ads right now in the United States is probably the best, best bang for the buck as far as marketing dollars as you can do. It used to be Facebook ads. Facebook ads aren't really as effective as they used to be, but TikTok ads are the place to be. You want to start doing short content. You want to start doing really, really cool, creative little videos and get your brand out there. And the biggest thing you got to do is you got to market a lot more than you do. Most restaurants like post once a day. I say if you post once a day, that's like getting a big pebble of rocks, going down to the ocean and throwing a pebble in the ocean and think you're making a splash. You're not doing nothing. You gotta market more consistently. Studies have shown overall on TikTok by itself, 38% of US users of TikTok have ordered from a restaurant they saw on TikTok. 53% of millennials on TikTok have ordered from a restaurant. 72% of people prefer to have a video instead of a text. So instead of posting that boring photo of your feature, Get your chef on camera and have him say something. And you say, well, uh, you don't want to see my chef on camera. All right, well, get somebody else on camera, but get somebody on camera. It's like, I don't care. Just get somebody. Just put them in a chef hat if you have to. But, you know, get somebody on camera. Talk about what's going on in your restaurant. Don't do boring photos. Don't do texting. The worst thing I can see on social media when I go to someone's social media page is I see a picture of their menu. Oh my God, I mean, talk about like, you are so lazy. 
All you did was just put a picture of your menu up? I mean, that's, I mean, that's like the epitome of laziness. Get on camera. I will tell you this about being on camera. And if you're scared about being on camera, this is what I tell my clients. Nobody cares what you look like. It's more about the message than the messenger. So if you're scared about, oh, I don't look good, my hair's not good, I don't look like this, I don't look like that, no one cares what you look like, as long as the message is good. And then I'll have people say, oh, Donald, I don't like my voice. You know, there's tons of AI out there that will actually do voiceovers for you. There's a company out there called Well Said Labs. I put a video on my Instagram page because I wanted to show my clients how easy it was. I created a video on my Instagram page. I used AI to write the script. I used free stock video from Pexels, and I used Well Said Labs AI to make the voice recording, and then I put it on my Instagram page, and I did it in like 20 minutes, because I wanted to show them how easy it was, and not to have any excuses why you can't do video. You can do video, you just gotta say you wanna do it. They're estimating by, 90, by the end of this year, 90% of all traffic on the internet is going to be short form video. You want to jump on that bandwagon right now. You got to. Social media is also not just a place for you to talk about your restaurant. It's also a great place to interact with your guests. Having stuff on your call to action. Message me. DM me. Want reservations? Message us. A lot of people are going through social media because a lot of these, these, especially these Gen Zs, they like to stay in the apps. And when they're on your like Instagram page, they want to go where it's convenient for them. And if they could just hit a button and message your restaurant and talk to someone live time, they're going to be converted and they're going to come to your place. The worst thing you can do for a, a younger millennial or a Gen Z is make them go all over the place. Make them have extra clicks. The fewer clicks, the better. Fewer clicks, the better. You want to make sure you keep them engaged and interact with them as soon as you can. And a lot of this stuff can be integrated with like ChatGPT to have it automated responses. It's pretty cool stuff coming up this way. Pretty cool. The other thing you want to do is you want to sell a journey. You've probably heard of like the traditional pub crawl. A lot of like bars do a pub crawl where they like go from Irish bar to Irish bar. Well, then someone got the idea, it's like, well, why don't we do it for other stuff? Why don't we do like a taco crawl? Or why don't we do a pizza crawl? Why don't we do a burger crawl? And then they started getting together with restaurants in their town and started organizing together. Remember, you think that you're solo and you think that you're, you're, your competition's out to crush you. They're just trying to survive too. Work with people. Compound your social media. Because let's put it this way, if I have, if I did a, like a, let's say, let's use the example for Spain. If I wanted to do like a tapas crawl in, in like Madrid, I could get like, and you know, of course, there's all different types of regions, different type of tapas. My friend Ramon, Ramon here was telling me about the, you know, he, I love going out to dinner with him because we're sitting down, he's telling me this is from this region of Spain, this is from this region of Spain. I love the history of it. What if we took like, in Madrid, we had a map of, you know, a map of Spain, and we had like, we got a, a group of like 10 restaurants that had different tapas from different regions of Spain in Madrid, 
And every time somebody took this little map, you could print out pretty easy. They went around to that restaurant. They got a stamp on it for every place they went to. And by the time, it was like a treasure hunt, like a tapas treasure hunt. And they stamped this map, and then they brought it back, and they could enter a drawing for a prize. Ten restaurants working together. Let's say you all have 5,000 followers on Instagram. Think about that. Ten times five, that's 50,000 people now you're reaching. And it didn't take you anything, just a little collaboration, just working together a little bit more. It's so easy, but you get so stuck in your head about they're out to take my business. And then the big thing is chat, GPT, AI. This thing is amazing. My clients use this all the time. We use it for stuff like writing better social media posts. So I took a social media post and I said, on here I said, draft out an Instagram post for an online pizza restaurant using the tone and style of Guy Fieri, a famous celebrity chef. And ChatGPT made this, this, this post, including the emojis and hashtags. It was pretty cool. We also took the ChatGPT and I said, oh, what else can you do? Hey, would it write out a video script for a restaurant? So they can start doing short form videos. So I put in there, draft out a three minute video script for Altavino restaurant who makes their pasta from scratch. It even gave me the cues for the video. Starts off with a scene of this, cuts to this, narrator says this, cuts to this scene. It is amazing what this stuff will do. And then you're thinking, well, you know, I probably should email people more often. Well, hey, don't know what to write in an email? Just get ChatGPT to write an email for you. I have clients that use ChatGPT to write emails for them. You want to be out in front of your guests all the time. You have to be out in front of your guests all the time. You have to. In the process part, we talk about strategy and profitability. Two big things I talked about a little bit. Number one is partnerships. You want to start partnering with people, partnering with places. Starbucks has a deal with Delta Airlines. Think about who in your market could you partner with to help cross-promote each other. It doesn't necessarily have to be an airline. It could be maybe a car dealer or stuff like that. Think of like who could you promote with or cross-promote in your market to get more business and get more exposure. Another thing is like pop-ups with Chef. Chef's collaborations are a huge thing. A lot of times we think this is only for super high-end restaurants. It doesn't have to be. You know, call up some people. Hey, man, I'd love to have you come down and like do a dish of the night. Do a pop-in, do some video, have them hanging out and stuff like that. You got to have more collaborations. We got to start finding ways to start working together if we want our restaurants to survive. Not thinking it's all just me and I'm not going to work with anybody else. And then lastly, with inflation, supply chain issues, you really need to double down on your food costing. Every month I'll have someone call me and they'll say, Donald, my food cost is 30%. Is that good? And I'll say, I don't know. And they'll say, what do you mean you don't know? I'll say, let me ask you a question. What's your theoretical food cost? And they say, I don't know. And I said, that's the problem. You see, theoretical food cost is the one you want to know. Theoretical food cost is called perfect world. That's where I cost out everything on my menu down to the penny. That's what I call theoretical or perfect world. To me, I look at theoretical as potential. Actual is how most people do their food costing. Most people take their invoices, divide it by their sales, and they say, that's my food cost. 
So this guy who calls me and said, my food cost is 30%. Is that good? I'll say, I don't know. If your theoretical is 28, 30% is a pretty good food cost. But if your theoretical is 21, you've got a big gap there. The average restaurant has a gap between theoretical and actual food cost of 9%. When restaurants say to me, I'm only making two to 5% profit, I'll tell them right now, the first thing I'll ask them is, do you know your theoretical food cost? And they say, no. I say, we can find 5% right there. Just by knowing the theoretical and actual food cost and closing that gap, trust me, you can find anywhere from three to 8% in your, in your profits right there if you just did the work on it. I'm always shocked when people don't know what their food cost is. It's probably, I always say it's like, it's like gonna give me a heart attack. It's gonna be bad. So double down your food cost. You must know your cost. You must know your numbers. I always have a saying, if you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. What you have is a hobby, a very expensive hobby. <laughs> and your spouse is probably very tired of that hobby. <laughs> like, when's this hobby gonna pay the bills? When's this hobby gonna get us a vacation? When's this hobby gonna buy me a Louis Vuitton? You know, they wanna know these things. <clears throat> now, everything I talked about today is basically a tool. But tools are just potential. Like a hammer on the table is just potential. You have to pick up the hammer and actually apply it. And how you use a tool depends on the results you want. I can pick up a hammer on the table, I can put a nail on the wall, I can hammer a, you know, a nail on the wall, I can hang up a picture of my family. Great use of tools. I can take that hammer, hit someone in the head out of anger, go to jail for a very long time, bad use of tools. Tools are just potential. It's how you apply them that's gonna make the difference in your life and in your restaurant. The biggest thing I will tell you above everything else, please, <clears throat> if my slides work, whatever your goals are, don't wait. We all have these big audacious goals. I call them bags. We wanna make this much money. I wanna get my restaurant to this many million. I wanna make this kind of profit. I wanna take these many vacations. Whatever your goals are, don't wait. Please, you know why? Because the problem is you think you have time. And I will tell you right now, you don't. Let me share a story with you. September, September 27th, 2018, I died twice. I had cardiac arrest, just blacked out. If it wasn't for a couple really good, like off-duty police officers that gave me CPR and brought me back, I wouldn't be here today. The problem I did with a lot of my stuff I had up until then, with a lot of my goals, without pushing my brand, writing books, I thought I had plenty of time. And then time was just up. I didn't get a warning. I didn't get a, a message in the mail saying, hey, Donald, next week you're gonna have a cardiac arrest and die. You might wanna get all your stuff together and make sure you get all your goals done. No, you don't know when your time is up. Do not wait to take action. You gotta start making moves today and you gotta start making a plan. Do not wait. Take action today to get the restaurant and the life that you truly, truly desire. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Coach Podcast with Donald Burns. Tune in next time as we serve up more ways to maximize your potential. Visit our website at www.therestaurantcoach.com or download episodes at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify.